It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Wednesday. It is September the 27th. Preseason has begun. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined on the window below me now by the one and only Eddie Geik. Eddie, good evening. How are you? A new look for us tonight. Yeah, new look, uh, new beginnings. <laughs> uh, yeah, do it good, do it good. No, hell no. I'm having there it. we go. Okay, so that's how I do that. All right, this is this is a, a new feature. Well, not a new feature from Restream, but it's a new feature to us where we can have the chat overlay right on screen with us. And whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, everyone will see everyone's comments. Uh so they're getting to see this uh, no matter where they are. They're seeing this, these comments live. Right. All right. I'm right. liking that. And I can, I can actually, uh, I can hide. Well, I guess. If can I, you hide? Okay. If I hide our logo, is our logo gone from the chat yes. now? Yes. All right. But then, it, but then people can't see it on screen. So, well, all I right. Don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the. I don't know what the fuck, what the fuck you people do. I have no idea. <laughs> it's just insanity. insanity. So anyway, this used to be a paid feature with Restream. They've made it free, so we thought we'd try it out. We know some of you watch on, on the Facebook, and some of you watch on MySpace. Some of you are on YouTube. Now you'll see all those comments right on screen. You'll know what we're talking about because Eddie and I see all the comments in the studio. So there you are. Cool. Very cool, very cool. <clears throat> so uh, before we get started, because we we didn't talk about this last time, and those of you who have been around for a long time, and if you've been to viewing parties, if you've been going to viewing parties for a long time, uh, you all remember uh, Anthony Riga, also known as Tony, also known as Frosty, uh, dear friend of ours, one of the originals. I mean, he was in our first chat 
for this show. And uh, Anthony had been to a couple of viewing parties with his lovely wife, Karen. And uh, sadly, uh, Anthony's been in poor health the last few years. And uh, I believe sometime in August, Eddie, early August, maybe. He, yeah. We lost Anthony uh, far too young. And uh, he will be missed. He was a longtime Rangers fan, Jets fan, Mets fan. A good guy, just a lot of health issues his last few years. And, yeah, I mean, he really got a – I mean, I'm going to just say, he got a raw deal. He had a stroke that took everything to, to overcome that. And then he winds up getting uh, liver cancer. I think it was liver cancer. And just uh, – That I didn't know. What I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was in hospice, I think, for that. I'm not sure on the details. But um, the thing with Anthony was, for me, uh, there are certain, and a lot of these people, this applies to the people in the chat room that we've come to know, they're very unique people with a unique sense of humor. And those type of people mean more to me than, you know, I don't know. Everybody's talking about Brooks Robinson, right? This guy I never met. You know, like to me, that's, that's just like superfluous stuff. Uh, you know, people, I feel like the unique people, the people that make you laugh, when you lose them, it hits you twice as hard. Right, you know, absolutely. You know, people that bring, live to make other people laugh or smile or whatever. It uh, it always affects me because, you know, the world is losing its characters, not only its character, but its characters. Right. When Jim and I grew up, we had people in our lives that were truly characters, whether it was some distant family member or our family members. They were just larger than life. Right. And Anthony was one of those guys. And he was one of those dudes that that he had a lot of different interests. And he always took interest in what I was doing, which that always meant a lot to me. You know, when I formed this dumb group, Idiot Box, I sent him a shirt. He wore it. He sent the picture to me. And it meant a lot that he, that he was supporting. And I found out so much just reading about him and his obituary that he, he was a drummer. He had played the drums and... I know he was a metal guy, like more of the older metal, like the Black Sabbath and all that stuff. And Motor Kiss fan, too, if I remember correctly. And then I remember that. I don't know. What, were they at the point and still? Yes. They were there. I, yes. I was actually trying to find pictures from that, and I, and I, couldn't, I couldn't find them on the fly. I should have had it ready, but somebody posted a picture of him recently with us and I must have not have really mingled with him and his wife Karen all that much at that one it was the Molly Wee one that I remember I was just on the floor watching those two interact with each other and it was great it's like Mario said at the time it's like watching the ropers right I mean they were just going I mean that's why I feel so bad for Karen because I know what it is to have somebody like that in your life, whether your best friend and your, as well as you, you know, right. That shares so many things and the ups and downs and 
I just hate to lose one of the good ones. That's the thing. And, and you know. And if, if I'm not mistaken, Karen and, and Anthony got together later in life, right? Not sure about that. Not sure about that. I, I thought they met, you know, when they were a little bit older than, you know, they weren't your. I think they were married 27 years. I, I seem to remember Karen saying something like that. But, but I mean, Frosty was, I believe, in his 70s. So that would have, you know, would have put him in his mid-40s, if I remember the story correctly. I'll never forget, you know, he was, his health, even before he had a stroke, his health, it was something he always had to be careful about. I think he might have had diabetes, but I don't remember. But we were, I was walking to the, it might have been that Molly Wee party. And we were doing a viewing party, and I'm walking with Karen and Frosty. We had run into them in the street, and we were walking to the to the bar together. And it was all I remember. It was bitter cold, and she was yelling at him about something, that not taking care of himself or something. And she yelled at him, and she said, "You're gonna go blind, or you're gonna lose your eyesight, or something like that." And he looked at her, and he just said, "I've seen enough." <laughs> and I just thought that was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard in that moment. It was, I've well, seen enough. Well, maybe as a Met Jet and Ranger fan, <laughs> Ranger he had fan. seen enough. He had seen enough. Yeah, I mean, he'd seen enough. Yeah, but, so, uh, uh, sweet, sweet man, and 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 he will be missed. Everybody, everybody liked liked Anthony. He was yeah, a good guy. I, you know, these guys like him and everybody really. They 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 mean a lot to me. I, like I said, I go back to like you know, the characters, and he really, I don't know. I just feel like, and his his wife Karen. I can't say anything. I mean, if she stood by him, a lot of people, when their spouse or somebody gets sick, they they don't know how to handle it. Right. But she really mustered, uh, you know, a lot of courage and fortitude to take care of him. Yeah, because so for a long time he was completely non-communicative. Right. It took a while for him to rehab from that stroke. Right. So, uh, so I uh, listen. I, you know, I I wish her the best. I know she's struggling as anybody would, but uh, you know, we, I'll never forget the guy. You know, Jim won't, and we won't. So. Uh, that's and, you know, I... there's a there, there's a sadness uh, beyond beyond the obvious. There, there's a sadness to it to the fact that we have now been together so long and been doing this for so long that we're we're starting to lose people. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, long time, you know, and we're we're starting to lose people along the way. We, you know, unfortunately, Anthony's not the first, and and. Sad to say, he's not going to be the last. But you know, we—I think Anthony was probably one of the guys we were closest to. You know, James Graham was another guy we knew from yeah parties, and you know, he's another guy we we've lost in the last couple of years. So, you know, there, it's uh, like my man said, growing old ain't for sissies. I know <laughs> it's not for sissies. And now, John Newman is he reporting that was kidney failure? That uh, I I. I did see that, but I don't know. I, I stand correct. That yeah. may be true. I, I know. I know. John did did uh, keep close contact with Frosty. So, okay. All right. Well, but I can tell you that Frosty wouldn't want us sitting here for a half an hour mourning him. Frankie, there's another. Frankie. We forgot about Frankie. We lost Frankie too. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully they're all together and they're watching. They're they're watching us on the on the big YouTube in the sky. Huh. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know. That, uh, now I'm getting a conflict. Whatever it is. Uh, he's in a better place than this, especially with the way his teams are playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's in a happier place. All right. Let's get down to beeswax. Let's get down to business. Now let's try and be funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, that's what uh, that's what he would want. So uh, I'm going right. to try my hardest to be funny. Uh. We made Frosty laughs back in the day, so yes, we'll carry on. All right, so uh, two uh, games under the under the belt. I don't know. Did you watch the first game? I feel like a lot of people kind of browse the first game. I have I have watched both of these games, pillar to post, my friend. That is dedication, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this I is not you know too. this is this is new media. Right, this is new media. <laughs> this is old new media or new old media. <laughs> new old media. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I look. I got to cover this team. I got to talk about this team. I got to know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of new faces. I mean, I know a lot of these guys won't wind up on the big club, but I'm even. I know I'm gonna be a little too raw, raw here, but I'm being excited about the Wolfpack. Some of these guys, they might actually have a competitive team. Yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think there's a I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that uh, are fringe NHLers on this team that will be sent down. And uh, and and I think they'll, 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 they're good players. They're not just scraps. Right. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, the Wolfpack will... Lose their first thirty games, but still, I'm I, seeing I maybe some good. guys that 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 can be plugged in at times and help out. I don't, I don't necessarily see any superstars in the making, but I think I see a couple of guys. We'll talk about one guy that you first heard about right here on this show a year ago. I told you about. We'll get into him in a minute. Which who's that? Remp, Matt Rempe. Oh. Did he accord himself well? Rempenstein, well baby. Rempenstein. Holy moly. Chris Campoli, Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> and that nickname's catching on, by the way. I'm wait- I'm just waiting to hear uh, Steve Zippe use it. <laughs> that clown. Yeah. I tell you. You know what I liked about him? First of all, he both him and Edstrom, who are these freaks, six foot seven apiece. They don't look – they're not, like, slow and lumbering. You know what I'm saying? They, they, like, like uh, remember Chris – what was it? Chris uh, McKenna? Yeah. Chris uh, McKenna. Steve McKenna. Maybe. Steve McKenna. Yeah. They're not – Maybe it's Chris McAllister I'm thinking about. But, yeah, Steve McKenna. He was a, he was a lummox. Right. Uh, I uh, – what, there's a rant going on by Chris uh, Bissonette? You know what he just called you? A fagoozy. You know what fagoozy means? <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I, I that's been. Yes, I had my McAllister confused with my McKenna. Chris Chris McAllister played for the Rangers was oh, six yeah. foot six foot eight or uh six foot six, excuse me. How big was Harry York? Remember well, him? The, <laughs> four foot nine. I called him Sergeant York. That guy, Harry York. Depending on which website you look at, Christmas McAllister was somewhere between 6'6 and 6'8. Oh, wow. 
And Kevin McKenna, yeah, he was in a, but they but they were lummoxes. Yes, I agree with Costa. Not all every, Anna Hartford will not be four A players. Well, I'll go back to Rempenstein or uh oh Rempy. I like the motion in his ocean. I mean, he can move. He's got the the, the hands. He he was not an offensive giver. And my favorite part is he takes on the toughest guy on the Islanders, and he basically initiates it. When do you ever see a Ranger initiated with a tough guy on the other team? Never! 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 And that guy uh, that he fought, what was it, Johnston? He, yeah. uh, he could go that guy. Yes, he can. No, there were there were a couple of heavyweights dropping bombs there, and uh, body blows, body blows. They, they kept going, a lot of energy in both of them. I'm, you know, I, I the refs let him go. Yeah, for change. And so, if he winds up in the minors, and they need to call him up again, it was the Islanders' first preseason game. It is preseason. Right. So you try to take this stuff with a grain of salt, but I want to see something good. Hey, look, it's all we got to go on. So it's what we're going right. to do. You know, it's, it's what we got. You know, I mean, uh, I didn't think Varlamov was really good. He basically was the Jonathan Quick of the Islanders. <laughs> we'll get into that. But That's a shame. Uh, I, I We'll get into that too because people are panicking already. But, uh, so yeah, I I like that Rempy kid. I like them. It looks. And I don't know what his stats were in Hartford. I when I went to a couple of games to see him, I wasn't super impressed. But I I don't know. I, I but I I think he'll he accorded himself well, and uh, we'll see. Matt Rempy six goals, four assists last year for the Wolfpack. How many games? Fifty three games. Well, wow. Eighty eighty seven penalty minutes. Rempy goes 6'8", 240 pounds. That's a yeah. twisted steel and sex appeal, my friend. And the other guy, Edstrom, he's like 6'7", 235. So. Twin Towers. The Twin Towers. It's like. Twin uh, towers. Who, who was the, the Twin Towers with the Knicks way back when? It was Marvin Webster and uh, who? Boy, I wish I know there's not a lot of Nick fans. Bill here. Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. Yes. They was Is that right? Out. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was just the first first game came to mind. Yeah, no, you're right. The Twin Towers. Uh starving Marvin Webster. Uh so you know, it's good to have some big some capable guys. I don't know why his gold totals uh uh, was so low though last year. Six goals and then that. Uh, I, I just I don't think this guy's a big goal scorer. I mean, he played in the WHL for two years and only uh -huh. and two. Well, excuse me. He played what equivalent? What a what equivalent? What equals one full season in the WHL? And he only scored eighteen. He's eighteen goals in the WHL. Okay. Uh, so if you're not scoring in the WHL, chances are you're not a big goal scorer. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Cutter could 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 get 15 goals in the WHL. Cutter's got some talent, Sam. Cutter's got talent. Butch, he's gonna go. All right. So, 
So Rempe's got your attention. Now, in game one, going back to game one, did anybody, did you have any uh, analysis about game one? Right, boy, game one was just, there just was nothing going on. I, I, don't, I don't know. They, 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 the, the, the broadcast was praising the effort, praising the shots on goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they were, and I, I'm not really, I'm not even trying to get on the, on the broadcast. I'm just saying I didn't really see it. No, it was a very blase you know, game. I did. I, I'll tell you who, I'll tell you who stood out. Adam Sakura stood out. Bel, uh, this guy, Belzeal. Uh, no, his, uh, Bez, Bezil. Alex Bezil. Bezil. It's like, uh, Godzilla. It's like Godzilla. But, but I mean, he's but, he's in his thirties, so I mean, you know. Uh, I didn't think he going? played that well. I didn't. He looked like a big oaf out there. <laughs> what he wear sixty or something? Some crazy number like that. Sixty, yes. Um, yeah. Sakura stood out. Who's the other guy? Uh, what? Bleed, bleed, blued. Yeah, Anton Bleed. Anton Bleed. He played really well. Uh, yeah, I think mean, a um, lot of Ranger fans were happy what they saw. Yeah. Uh, um, I liked Ben Harper. With the fight at the end of the game, he dismantled that guy, Greer. And I forgot yeah. about him. Like, I, I was like, oh, we lost uh, uh, Mikko. True, Sean makes, Sean makes a good point. Rangers were late getting in because, you know, yeah. the, the weather was bad. And, it, you know, it's it, it's hard to get from New York to Boston. You know, it's not like it's three hours away. <laughs> You know, it's not like they couldn't have gotten. It's not like they could get on a bus at seven o'clock in the morning and been there for lunch. I mean, I don't know. Gotta... Yeah, it would have been nice if they would have told us the game was pushed back. I was looking at five o'clock. Like, what's this Ranger game? I'm <laughs> right. Something with Hank on it. He's got this thing, like a thirty or something. Doing an infomercial like for a podcast a, for a juice pour. I don't know. It was a. <laughs> he's doing a floby ad. A floby. I was that bad. But oh, I was man. talking to Shaw. I said it's better than his JB Smooth bullshit. Right. And he interviewed Richter and he interviewed uh McEnroe. So <clears throat> so there were there were a few takeaways from the Boston game. It, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't a great. It wasn't a whole lot going on in that game last night. You know, obviously you had more the more the starters playing, and uh, they come right out. Capo Caco flying around the ice last night, Eddie. Flying I mean, he, around the ice. I, I thought it was Carl Haglund. Well, well, I wouldn't say that on that kind of speed, but <laughs> I thought it was Carl Haglund. Wow, he's retired. Maybe call Hagelin now. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think Zach Wilson. Uh, uh, don't even get me started with the Jets. Thank you, Frankie. Don't even start with me with the Jets. Now, I was going to say, I am not a. Just in this quick, I saw it in the chat room. Sean definitely hooked me on this one. I took the bait. You know, I'm not I'm not a like crazy Jet fan. You know, like I don't sit there and get all emotionally invested and lose my mind like everybody on terrestrial radio and on the internet 
Uh, I just kind of look at the final score for it's a game I'm watching, whatever. But I'm going to just say this about the New York Jets. You are an embarrassment to sports. That team, I've always said about the Rangers, win or lose, I know they're going to lose. All right? The reality is the New York Rangers will lose in the end. You will not be gratified with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> right? But I like to be proud of my team. That right. 2015 team, they went to the 16, whatever. They went to the finals. Hey, we got to the finals. Okay. I liked a lot of guys on that team. Even two years ago, they didn't win the Stanley Cup, but I was proud of the guys. Right. The, 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 the Adam Cop, uh, what was his name? Cop. Adam Cop was, was his first name? Andrew Cop. Andrew Cop, Frankie the Rifle. Frankie the Rifle. Well, I was invested in it. But those Jets standing on the sideline, fighting each other, yelling at each other, mutiny on the bounty is a disgrace. I cannot root for a team like that. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Now, getting now, back to the Rangers. The, and the coaches, forget I, about it. Forget about it. Anyway. I did watch. I did watch a little bit of the Jet game. Oh my! And I'll God. tell you, I'll tell you, their defense does an awful lot of chest thumping for a team that was down 10, 10 points, about to be one and two. They're awful happy with themselves, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Meanwhile, they can't get a turnover for shit, which could have turned that game into maybe a game. But who cares? Who cares about fucking football? Who cares about baseball? Isn't that over? God bless baseball? those idiots that sat out in that rain on Sunday. Miserable. Oh my God. You gotta no miserable. You gotta be a moron. A moron to watch that. Okay, now going back to my beloved New York Rangers. Uh <laughs> let me talk go back. Let me backtrack a little to the first game. A lot of people are getting a little. Early jitters about Jonathan Quick. Why didn't they keep Palak? This and that. Quick is finished. He hasn't been good in three years. What's your take on it? Are we panicking yet? Or no, no. All right. I'm not. I'm not panicking over the backup goaltender in September. Okay. All right. So I. I am not when that. Not as long as they have. Top three, I'll, I'll just—I won't even—I won't even boast that he's the best goaltender in the league. I'll say he's one of the top three goaltenders in the league, as our number one, and a guy who can carry the load. Right. And, and you know, on a team, on a team that should be able to put the puck in the net, am I really going to get worked up if my goaltender gives up three goals a game? No, because this team should be able to outscore him. And Robert Schmidt makes a good point here, is that Halak struggled in the preseason and, what was he, Owen for his first six starts or something? He was terrible. He was awful. So he changed masks. Yes, that's right, Jim. You were the one who came up with that stat. Right. We had that stat for you. Yeah. So I'm not worried. There... And if you're worried about if Shesterkin goes down, you would rather have a if Shesterkin goes down, they're losing no matter who's backing up. Right, unless unless you're going to have Vasilevsky as your backup, <laughs> you're not going to. You know, or, I mean, when Hank got hurt that time and Cam Talbot came in and had that unbelievable streak, that's not natural. 
Right. That's that's the exception. That is not the norm for a backup goaltender. And Cam Talbot has put himself together a, a nice little NHL career, but he's never been that 15. He's never been that guy that won those 15 games or whatever it was, 15 out of 16, whatever that run was. Sean McCaffrey's so, favorite player. And that, hey, I like, you know, we all liked him, the the, the Alabama slammer. What the was goal it? buster, the Huntsville horror, the, the great Cambino. He had more nicknames than any backup goaltender in hockey history. Let me ask you this. Well, we got in trouble. Didn't like a relative of his write us that we were kind of making fun of him when he was before a family, he played? A, a family friend. What was that of, all about? I wrote an article. This is when I was still running Blue Shirt Banner. And they sent, I, if I remember correctly, they sent Talbot down to back to Hartford. And I wrote this completely farcical onion style article, just making up. I even said in the article, this is a work of fiction or something like that. And it was just, it was just, it was so bombastic and stupid. And this guy took me to like, I was bashing Cam Talbot and him and I went back and forth on email for like two days. This guy just would not let it go. Right. Wasn't he like, you know, he's got a career. This is his career and you shouldn't be something like that. Right. Meanwhile, Cam Talbot seems to have done okay despite my my <laughs> scathing, despite my yellow journalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was weird. I just remember that. That's see, we're making impact. People are listening to us. Usually negative impact, but we're making impact. Uh so I, I'm not too worried about the Jonathan Quick. He didn't look all that good, but uh give it some time. I'm just I'm not, I'm not worried about it. There's oh, I just... <laughs> Sean, I apologize. That was me emailing you from a burner account. It <laughs> <laughs> could be. He's a... Those were the very uh, that might have been that well, that might have been 2010, maybe. So but uh yeah, anyway, I'm not worried about it. They he's they'll the back of the uh, they'll it, figure it, it out. Louis Domingue in there. It's the Louis same Domingue, thing. Dylan Garand. Dylan Garand, uh, you know, Helberg, Magnus Helberg. What was that guy? <laughs> Jamie Ram. Jamie Ram. You know, Vitaly Yeremniev. He's got to be around doing nothing yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah. Alex Ald. Alex he's big. He's bald. He's oh, Alex Ald. Yeah. I mean. They'll figure it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then they've got options. I just and if don't they don't have get, options, they'll find an option. I just don't want to get too like Mackenzie Stepsky. Yeah, we get the guy who only can beat the Sabres. Uh, so well, we may be chasing the Sabres this year. We might need that. Who knows? That's true. Uh, I did not. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I, I just can't get in. Uh, Part of sports fandom that's driving me nuts is, and Dr. Darwin Bushman, you're number one when I think about that, that are emotionally fucking throwing themselves 100% into the New York Rangers. Please do not, sir. Root for them as hard as you can, but don't, you know, don't be calling any Filipino hockey shows and being like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> of these people, they, they sound pathetic to me. Uh, now, I, I love his passion because you I know love what his passion too. But but you know what? Because because his love for the Rangers 
and his passion and and his all in concept. He he carries that to this program. He is absolutely. He says, "I last night I sent him the link. I said, just so you know, there's a show tomorrow night because with the time difference, I try and remember to let him know because it's like you know, it's it's two o'clock next Wednesday wherever he is already. So I try and let him know when there's going to be the show, and he says. He goes, oh, I, I can't live without my favorite hour and a half of the week. You know, he's oh. like, thank God you let me know. I mean, that passion carries over to this show. So what makes him crazy about the Rangers is what makes him crazy about us. So it's all good with me. I'm, I'm sick of the emotional fan. I I mean, how have we been through this so many years? I mean, be emotional. Don't carry on. It's ruining your life. And again, Dr. Darwin, no offense. No <laughs> offense. We love the emotion that you bring. But they want to get hysterical over Jonathan Quick. Or they should have gotten this guy. They should. Why didn't they bring back Halak? Things change in hockey. You can't always have your, your favorite guy that you liked back. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Dr. B is riled up because he's so far ahead of us. He's already seen Laviolette and Drury get fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's a month and a half ahead. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, so try not to get too crazy. Quick could play the next game, face 25 shots, not give up no goals, and then you wasted all that. Uh, save the emotion for the regular season. But don't, still don't carry on. Ah, what am I? To, who am I to tell you how to be a Ranger fan? But. I just been down this this road so many times. I mean, then I'll watch the first game they lose. I'll be screaming and yelling. Right, it's oh, just, oh, all, uh, all bets are off when it comes to you. You know, you'll yeah, sit here, and you'll you'll take everybody to task. But when it's you, it doesn't forget you know, it. You know what it is? Is I can't practice what I preach. I I, I will be. You know, that's the thing. I can give advice, but to take it, my own You're advice never. You are the Jim Baker of Ranger fans. <laughs> the Jerry Falwell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jim Baker. I actually went to his compound, by the way. <coughs> Did you? you? Yeah, I never told you that story. I'll save it for we got we got to kill time. A rainy but, day. Yes. So last night's game. Let me ask you this, uh, Jim. This plays into our whole kumbaya bullshit. That Butch Goring has to be in the freaking. Does this annoy you? Is this something that annoys you fans or Jim? More importantly, uh, <laughs> well, I mean they did they did it last year too. Yeah, well, I mean obviously my my thoughts on this whole we're one big happy family they're well documented. I mean, <laughs> Bill Chadwick. Could you imagine Bill Chadwick doing a game with Eddie Westfall? Jim. Oh, forget it. Jim, get this cloud out of my booth, Jim. He's spilling my scotch. Yeah, I mean, come on. We just it would never have gone on. No. And I, I would say, you know, after the initial butch goring ridiculousness about the Islanders, uh, you know, saying that uh shit, I forgot this guy's name. Oh. But it'll come to me. I'll look at the the drip, but the he was going off on some guy that, frankly, I had never heard of, on how, how he had a great playoff, and and he was comparing Anders Lee and Chris Kreider, and I was like, what? 
I mean, Anders Lee scores on the power play, but apparently he's a heart and soul, you know, like he was. No. And he kept making excuses that the Islanders weren't playing with their full lineup. Right. They playing with their best guys. Well, their best guys are better that didn't play are better than Barzal. That's it. The Rangers were playing without their best players, too. There was no Panera. There was no Zabinijad. Right. So he was all right, though. He started praising uh, – he praised Fox. I don't know if you heard of that one. I did. He, I mean, he did He did have some some surprisingly good things to say about the Rangers, but those are things you would never hear him say on an Islander broadcast. Like Saturday – what is it, Friday night or Saturday night when they play at the IBS arena – and right. and it's and it's Goring and Micheletti with whoever their play by play guy is. You're not going to hear any of that out of Butch Goring. None of yeah. it. You're not going to hear any of it. He still he he still was did. he was pandering last night is what he was doing. Ah, he was pandering. Yeah, and I, I, and these guys know each other for for years, and they play golf together apparently. Yeah, no chemistry. Like they weren't fun. They weren't like, oh, Joe, Joe, didn't you hate it when the goalie would freeze it, or not freeze it, or you know, whatever? And like, like, just nothing, nothing. So, uh, did you see the fist bump at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, oh, awkward. Then he hit him in the chest. I think right. <laughs> should have, should have. Sam should have punched him and knocked him out of the booth. Yeah, you see, oh. Micheletti, you see, Micheletti just flip over the back of the booth and fly out <laughs> right off the Chase Bridge. I am pretty sure now. I I, I mess. I did this in the game thread. The the Islanders have that guy Jackson Cates, and I'm almost sure Sam said Kate Jackson. He got it mixed up for just a second, and my wife said she heard it too. I was I was like, who else? Charlie's Angels. He's starting off. <laughs> He's starting off right on cue. Um, <laughs> Short says he thought they both had Parkinson. That's uh, that seems to be a, I don't know. Fist bump was God off here, right, Chris? All right, so let's get back uh, to uh, back on task, as they say. Um, Igor gets the start. I like what Igor said in his uh, early interviews. Saying that uh, you know whether I face forty shots or eighteen shots, I I approach the game the same way. He looks like he's okay. He gave up one goal on like eleven shots. Beyond this, did not provide much offense in that first period, especially. Um, and really, only uh, I think it was the was it the second half of the first period they kind of picked it up. Yeah, after the timeout, they were better. Oh, the genius of Lane Lambert. Right, like he's the first guy to figure it out. Well, well, you got to admit they're not used to it. Gerard Gallant never did it. <laughs> they're not used to it. I mean, after three nothing, I mean, who would think to call a timeout? In the right. NHL? I mean, this is brilliant. Scotty Bowman, like, <laughs> <laughs> give me a break. And um, so, uh. You know, the, the Rangers, I mean, Kako does – this is when he's playing his best hockey, when he takes the puck and he protects the puck. He's a big guy. Like, he's wide, you know? And when he does that, 
And, and there was one shift where he held on to it for a good, like, 15 seconds. And then was praised by Laviolette for doing that, saying, I didn't really know he could do that. That's why the expectations are so high for this guy. And uh, I thought he had a good game. You know, he, he again, you know, uh, now. Um, so well, who's he, Who did he skate? Did he skate with Othman last night? I forget, who was I on it was Trocek and Othman and somebody. I'm not sure. Somebody refreshed me on lines. I don't miss. The line that Kako skated with, the whole line was was really good. I, I'm going to ask this question, and, and I'm asking it seriously. I, I really do want a serious answer because I, I pretty much – there's pretty much that one player every year that, that I can just fill in the blank on this question, and I just don't understand. Do, do we really need – I mean, Johnny Brodzinski has now played both games in his preseason. Do we really need – to see this much Johnny Brodzinski, do we not know? I mean, is there something? Is there some untapped talent we don't know about with thirty-year-old Johnny Brodzinski? Othman, Trocheck, Kako. Thank you, Sean. I thought it. Was, I thought Othman was with Kako. I thought they played very well. Well, you mean you're talking about Broadway Brodzinski? Yeah, I mean, we don't have any other players that we need to see. Well, maybe, maybe Laviolette wants to see him. You know, a new coach, maybe. Well, isn't he supposed to clear these things with us first? <laughs> I mean, I he played good on the first the the first game he was good. But don't we just all think he's destined to be like the Hartford captain? I mean, I, I right? Mean, isn't it kind of can't wait to himself? meet him? Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to meet Broadway Brodzinski. Hey, take hey, take a hey Broadway. Can you take a picture with me? <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a little bit yes uh <laughs> sean's killing me <laughs> yeah i said that yeah i mentioned that yeah i uh well before we start lauding some of these players let me tell you somebody who's annoying me already can you guess who who I find annoying on the New York Rangers. It's a guy from last year. It's not a guy, a new guy. Already annoying you. Yes, he's already annoying me. Uh, I'll tell you why he annoys me. Miller? He, no. Come on, Truba? No, none of the defensemen. Defensemen? Vinny uh, Trocek annoys the shit out of me. That's his job. I know, but he takes stupid penalties. He's undisciplined. He's a, he's around. He's trying to injure people. I don't like that. I don't like it. He's always smiling. Ah, just shut. You're annoying me. I don't know. Maybe he's Barkley Goodrow's always smiling. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Well, he wasn't very. Uh, he wasn't very uh, involved. I thought. Listen. Yeah, he drew a double minor because the guy, because he tried to injure somebody with a knee. And well, that was yeah. ridiculous, too. That was two punches to, to Trocek's head while he was on the ice. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. But I, I'm not a fan of a guy. He takes dumb penalties. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't think my, I don't think my annoyance will be seasoned long, but it was just annoying me in the game. 
Somebody said Brett Howden was annoying me. It's a Stanley Cup winner, Brett Howden. Already. Already. Okay, now let's talk about Brendan Othman. Okay. Brennan Othman. Brennan. Uh, the Ranger fan base, We, I think we all can agree he played a pretty good game last night. I thought so. Yeah. I mean, um, but I'm going to hold steadfast. I don't want him making the big club. No. I want him in the minors. I don't care if he blows the doors out in preseason. I want him in the minors. We've gone this route so many times with these guys play and they stink. Develop. Right. They're just it's it's not even that they stink. They're just not ready. They're not ready. They're just not ready. Let him go play 15, 16 minutes a night in Hartford. He could be he could be the alternate to Johnny Brzezinski. <laughs> and they, they, they say a lot about they've been using this this year. They gotta get the junior mentality out of them. They've got to become a, a pro. Uh so that seems to be a big deal. The junior, we got to get the junior mentality. I think he even mentioned it. I've got to learn to play the pro game. But of course, there's nothing not to love about him, Jen. I think the guy is he's feisty. He's got some skills that can pay the bills. But let's let him develop. You know? Because you know they're gonna be screaming for this guy. I think Jen's talking about Trocheck, actually. Oh, Trocheck. Oh, sorry. I think that's who she's talking about. I think it is, yeah. So uh I I thought the game you can't take you can't get too crazy about now and I I remember Sean, I read his uh his blog and he was a little bit upset with the Rangers not scoring when they had the four minute power play, which uh I think um is a little, I mean, it could bug you, but the Rangers haven't even practiced. They haven't even worked on it. They, they watch videos. They watch videos. Yeah, I mean, so I can't. But it which is, is go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say they watch videos, which is great to learn about sex, but probably not about the power play, right? Well, you are correct there, sir. Um, and I, I really think that that you know. That's something they need to improve. Not on the so much the power play because they were like what, like eleventh or ninth on the power play or something like that. They were something like that. Yeah, and the problem is, is the five on threes, the long power plays where they come up with nothing. Right. That's the Ranger bugaboo that needs to be corrected. Did you notice a change? Now they were. Go ahead. I was going to say the one thing I did notice was that on that power play last night, the four minute power play is that there was uh, several line changes. There was several, you know, he rotated the power play units and he several times during that power play. He didn't leave the first unit out there for three and a half minutes and then put the second power play on the ice for a half a minute. Well, that changed once, uh, a big money maker has hit the ice. Yeah, I, I believe. I, I no, I believe this is how Laviolette is going to coach this team. Okay. Um, I have to say, I thought of Patty Duke when I saw Chris Kreider score on a breakaway and make some moves. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, 
Usually he is not a good finisher in that kind of capacity. Usually a, a tip or a, a greasy goal, kind of. That's usually his forte. But uh, he came but in. He's found and, love now. He's a different player. He, he was rocking no facial hair last night. Did, did I see <laughs> that right? No, the wife made him shave. What do you mean? Cried is married? You didn't see the pictures? Yeah, he got married this summer. What's his name? <laughs> oh. He got married? He oh, got married. There you go. Patty, are you uh, are you upset about this? Beefcake has been swept. He got married. Well, congratulations. Pretty girl. Of course. These hockey players. But then what do you say? Oh, boy, she's a real dog. <laughs> and Mika was his best man. Oh, God, give it up. Those What's two. wrong with that? Get a room. He did. Okay, I did not know that. Oh, off the mother. This sucks. What? Uh, it sucks for Patty Duke. I mean, she's the one that's been. She championed him way before this broad that came in did. She's been a fan. All right. So, okay. So, uh, I stand corrected. He is a heterosexual. I just, I, yeah, he must be very private because you I never stand see corrected. He is a heterosexual, at least on paper. Yeah, but you, you, you're allowed a hall pass once in a while. <laughs> Patty Duke. No, I mean, because the rumors were that, like, he's never seen with, like, women. There's no pictures. He just must be a very private guy. He's a very private guy. He avoids all social media. Okay. So, uh, you know, okay, all right. So I stand corrected. I've been implying that for years. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It just, I'm, you know, just trying to figure. Uh, all right, so uh, he scored. Wow, I didn't realize that he had no. That's why I'm not seeing any pictures. He's not on social media. Not that I'm some social media, you know, mogul. But um, so, so you're. Uh, where are we all here in this chat room? Oh, look at him, huh? We get we get we get married in a state park. I mean, this guy, this guy, this guy can't afford any, anything better than this picnic with the family. What is that a cooler over there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, Chris? What is he making? Like seven, eight million a year? Come on out to our wedding picnic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think that's why he stays on social media. So idiots like me wouldn't make comments like that. Right. You think maybe that's why he stays? <laughs> Jersey Mike's did the catering. <laughs> I don't know. You got right. bologna on one end and the other end is ham and cheese. There's white claws in the cooler. <laughs> the vineyard? All right, and bush in the cooler bag. Yeah. We're going to bring out the garbage can, fill it with ice. <laughs> and that'll have natty light in it. The ceremony looked fabulous, Sam. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. The nuptials. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get back to it. Now, I'm hearing a lot of talk about this fourth line being Goudreau, 
Bonino, and uh, who was the other guy? Somebody fill in. It was great pace to the wedding, Sam. I can't even think of it. But I didn't hear anybody <laughs> mention VZ. He played against Boston. Oh, Look. God. <laughs> what is this? What are they doing, a musical? I don't understand. And I believe that's Mika way back here in the in the background there. I think that's Mika. I don't know about this bride. Again, I should really not be commenting on anybody's looks. Uh, but I'm not. Uh, Pitlick. Oh, the Thai pick. Uh, 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 yeah, that sister wives didn't end up good. Yeah, I don't know. Can you put that picture back up just for a second? <laughs> you want the picture back? The show has officially been derailed by Chris Kreider's wedding. Well, I this is new information. <laughs> Again, I I, 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 I'm actually I'm better with visual visual aids during the show. See, Patty Duke did not see. That's too small. Like, hang on, I got it. Here we go. That's not the. I don't know. She's. It looks like she's a little bit of a horse face. Come on. She's a lovely lady. You always take the high road. Well, not really, but still. Feast oh, here we go. Here, look, look, look. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you found a better picture? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I found a real I found a really nice picture of Kreider and his and his and his wife. Uh-oh. I'm being set up, folks. What the hell is that? It's him and Mika? That's that's who I thought he was gonna marry, but <coughs> didn't Mika have a baby in the off season too? Yeah, oh this team's busy with the marriages and the weddings and the babies. Oh, Sturkin baby gave me Ajita last year. I, I, I hope Mika doesn't get off the one slow start because of this kid. Rick Nash had a baby and never scored a goal again. Yeah, always oh, a changed man. You remember that? <laughs> yes. His psychotic father looked like a serial killer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. All right. So, uh, steer steer me out of this somehow. <laughs> anyway, back to the game. By the way, do you remember when we watched, you showed us that great video of LaViolette La teaching hockey, teaching his system, teaching about what he likes players to do? <coughs> You remember they showed that one he showed that one play where the uh the two 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 players will pass the puck back and forth up high while one comes right down the middle and goes to the net for the pass. Yeah. And I said I thought that would be perfect for Keandre Miller. Oh. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Jacob Truba did exactly that thing last night in the game. I did not notice that. exactly as Laviolette drew it up. Truba did exactly that, and and it almost worked. I, I did notice that the the defensemen were much more uh, offensively motivated. They were going up the ice several times. I don't know about that because it's I, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be leaving Chesterkin exposed. You know, but I don't know. We'll see. He's fine. 
it's good that at, at least somebody's listening. And and if Truba's doing it and he's the captain, I think that sets a good example for the rest of the players. And and if he's, you know, he makes a, a good amount of coin too, Truba. Um, According to the reports, the players, the players have had a lot of, uh, they like his fast paced system. They like his practices, the intensity, the directness of LaViolette. It's, they said it's uh, it's provided a, a jolt to the team. They like the attitude, according to the captain, the energy, the enthusiasm. And Jacob Truba said when asked about LaViolette's impact, there's a little direction. I think that's good for us. There's a little direction. <laughs> Basically saying there was no direction on the GG. That direction may have been lacking at times under previous coach Gerard Gallant. It's not that the players didn't respect him, and they certainly won plenty of games with him here, but while they initially enjoyed the freedom of his hands-off style, it ultimately led to bad habits. Their consistency from game to game was lacking. Practices often felt like they were going through the motions. Over time, the simplicity of Gallant's system, which he seemed reluctant to alter based on opponent, insisting instead that they focus on their own execution, grew stale and predictable. Truba said all that? No. Truba, Truba said the first part, and then the second part is from the article. Who wrote the article? I don't know if I want to say. He doesn't have the best credibility around these parts, but someone who covers the Rangers, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. Well, I think that is uh... – Pretty, uh, all that matters is that it's what we said for a year. <laughs> yeah. At least some of it is anyway. We didn't know anything about their practicing, but. Right. So I think right now we're in the honeymoon stage. Yep. So everything. <laughs> like we everything... said the other night, Laviolette is still in the lingerie. Yes, he's exactly. He's, you know. <coughs> Once the season starts and the top comes off, then we see what happens. <laughs> top comes off. <laughs> Blushing over there. That, speaking of, t- why 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 does Laviolette wear suits that are like there's his shoulders that are out there here? He looks like <laughs> he looks like Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, he does. I don't understand that. Maybe he, he was. I can't imagine him being bigger. I mean, you know, in his career, and then he can't get suits to fit him. But doesn't that change once you come to New York? Isn't this like the fashion capital of the world? Everybody looks Gallant looked good. All right, Quinn was a little wacky. He was like a wacky professor with that hair. Matt Morello still will not forgive him about his hair. And uh, I mean, Vino was like, oh, he was super stiffy, and uh, and Torts too was a good dresser. So you got to stop dressing like Jack Capuano, all right? Fred Flintstone over there. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see if it improves the fashion police. You know, we cover it all here. I'm going right, to tell you, you. You get it all. You get it all. We're going we're gonna to criticize your marriage ceremony. Wedding planners, style. We talk about everything. Yeah. it's We're like the E-network of right. <laughs> New Courageous Hockey. Um, <coughs> excuse me i think also a guy who impressed me in last night's game was uh this eric gustafson kid sam uh 
he he looked like he wasn't afraid of the physical play. He, he looked like he's got some sense, some hockey sense. He made a nice move to go around somebody and, and get a real quality shot. It's going to be very interesting in that 5-6 spot who is going to get it. And I think that Gustafson probably is going to get it because of the familiarity that that um, Laviolette has with him. Yeah, I, I think that's 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 a that's fair in the in the beginning. You know, if, so, you know, Zach Jones. If Zach Jones wants wants to make the roster, he's he's got to earn it. Zach Jones uh, was very good in that first game. He he's a great passer, but it. Whether he can play defense in this league is another thing. Um, and he really, to be fair, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. He wasn't all all that impressive last year in the 15 games he played, 20 games he played. Um, but again, they he's not getting any power play time with a Galan team. I don't think he'll probably get a power play time if he makes this team, but he's surely. I think if you're going to have Schneider, you got to have him with either Harper or Gustafson. I don't know how the right hand D, left hand D breaks down, but uh, you know that whole bit. But I, I think uh, that's what we're looking now. There was I, a guy. I thought they said during the broadcast last night, Laviolette doesn't doesn't. I may have heard it wrong, but I thought they said something to the effect of Laviolette doesn't give a big. Sh- big shit about right-handed left-handed i know that he uh, i know uh, that's how he feels about forwards he's basically a forward can play any position i don't know about that right-handed lefty thing i thought they said something about that on on the uh on the broadcast last night but uh, we'll see i mean you got what they got four more games to go we'll see what happens yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think whatever it settles down to, they'll be fine. Now, what, what's the injury updates? What's going on with the? Uh, bless you. They said Mika had skated yesterday with the team in a non-contact jersey, and I haven't heard anything new on Panarin, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't out looking for information. Right. So I don't know if there was any yeah, update. Yeah, day to day. With, yeah, with these lower body injuries. Can right. we get specific? No. I mean, aren't there yeah. enough people betting on this sport now that they have to be up front with no. injuries? No. I mean, I mean, it comes down to money. People, I, mean, I don't know. Just they don't want these guys to be targeted on the ice if somebody knows what's going on. Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. They're going at 100 miles an hour. These people targeting. They're trying to score goals. Oh, let's uh, go after Jake LeCision because he's got a sore elbow. Nobody's going after Jake LeCision. Oh, he impressed a lot of people. So last uh-huh. He made that spinning pass uh, to, uh, who was it? He made a nice pass to Blake Wheeler. What do you think about the Blakester? Blake Wheeler, perfect. Him and Trocheck, third line. They should be the that should be the third line is right there. Philip Edels should be the number two center. Maybe get his face off percentage over forty <laughs> percent. Uh, Did you hear them say 
Did you hear them say, I think it was during the Boston game, that the Rangers have not finished the season over 50% on faceoffs since the GM was the number one center? Ridiculous. Unacceptable. Well, that's why they're saying that uh, that freak Benino is going to make the team because he's good on faceoffs, and Laviolette uh, really values that, which most coaches should value right. faceoffs. Right. I mean, but the Rangers are like you know playing it like it's NHL, you know, whatever it is now. Uh, you know, it's just maximum offense or whatever. Uh, Nick Nick Benino is still under fifty percent for his career on faceoffs. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I heard. I was listening to these these idiots last night. They well, me yeah, but he's he's forty nine point what nine or forty nine point nine percent on faceoffs. So he's under fifty percent, but that's still good enough to lead the Rangers. And, and Sean is right about Benino. I didn't know on this team all. he's Craig McTavish, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Sean's saying that he didn't notice Benino, like except that end when he took a, like a half-hearted shot towards the empty net. That when he took his helmet off. I didn't see that. <laughs> Sitting on the bench, took his helmet off. Oh, he did. He exposed that cranium to the fans. Freak. They were showing the crowd noise meter on his head. Oh. <laughs> you know, some people think that's real. <clears throat> the crowd meter? Yeah. That, like, the more you cheer, that more that meter goes up. I've witnessed people cheering. Come on, let's get it to 92. Right. And, like, you realize that is it's pre-recorded. <laughs> Right, it's, it's all all the noise you hear during those things is artificial. I am getting, you know. Anyway, anyway, so I Blake I like Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. I, I hope he plays well. He's another guy we got five years later, too late. But on the cheap, even Butch Goring was uh, extolling the Rangers for their basically I mean, getting him for nothing. Right? How do you not? Well, you got to. You said you got to applaud a guy who's. Made his money, and he just wanted, you know, he'll come play for a team for nothing. Okay. Shows you how bad it is in Winnipeg. Right. And get offered, like, a place like uh, New York. Uh, you know, you want to come? You want to play for a team? Uh, a original six franchise with a, their winning ways. Right. So much pride. Want to be part of this winning tradition. I mean, come on. Everybody wants to retire a Ranger. Right. I mean, I guess because the money's good usually, and uh, the only thing that stuck out to me about Wheeler is, you know, again, I'm not watch. I didn't watch every Boston Bruin game and every Winnipeg Jet game that he played. Maybe I watched. Maybe I. I don't think I even watched what he kind of player he was. I mean, uh, you know, I'm truthful with my ignorance. He does look a little bit. Uh, not swift of uh, foot. He's a big guy. He, you know. Here's a weird question about about Blake Wheeler. Is he the last Atlanta Thrasher in the league? I would think Evander Kane would be. Two. Vander Kane. Yeah, he played for the Thrash. He was drafted by the Thrash. Huh. That's a good question. Cutter, where are you when we need you? Yeah. Yeah, when you can actually. 
Oh yeah, Vander Kane. Yep, Vander Kane, two years with the Thrashers. Hmm. There's not many left. It's how many? And and he'll probably wind up being the last one because he's a few years younger than Wheeler. Okay. But uh, I, but I, yeah, I mean, no, I, I this Blake Wheeler could wind up being good. Maybe I many mean, of them. Garnett Exelby. Didn't he try out for the Rangers? Garnett. I thought I saw him in a preseason game. Like Ricky Otazu in 2011 or something. I'm not sure. Zach Bogosian, yes, that's a good one. Ah, Zach Bogosian. His name always reminded me of uh, like a Star Trek. Uh, Star system, like the Bogosian star system, <laughs> something like that. Spock, we need to defeat the Bogosians. <laughs> They've crossed the neutral zone, right? Um, any other? Uh, I'm trying to think of any other guys that uh, uh Sakura was good. I think they're gonna have a good minor league team, and uh, they, you know, they'll well, hopefully if things don't work out. We'll be able to call some guys up, and they'll be able to look decent. Um, so th that's where I am with this. I mean, I don't have need a you know if, if somebody if somebody ragdolls one of your players early in the season, and then there's a retribution game later in the season. You need a call up. You go to the Rempenstein. You know, you charge right. them up, put the bolts in. Uh, Matt hurt people. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, could, I think he's a guy that could fill in a little bit here and there. We'll see. He's only, he's a young guy too, nineteen, twenty, something like that. If I had to ask you now, what players really have to prove themselves to you in the regular season? You need to see bounce back. You need to see improvement with. Give me a top three. Lafreniere, Kako, Keandre Miller. Yeah, that's about where I am, too. I, I mean, I hyped up Keandre and, Miller. And he there, really and, needs to improve. You know, if there, there there's three, and, there, and if there's a 3A, I'm still throwing Philip Hedel in there because if that guy wants to be a number one or two center, he's got he's to get better than 39% on faceoffs. You got to be seven better. years in the league. He's seven years in the league. I, I, and that I, I can't believe. I mean, you know, I feel like I feel like this guy. You know, this guy's been around forever at this point. He has. <laughs> he played. He, I we we went through. He played under Elaine Vigneault. I mean, it wasn't a lot of games, but he played under him. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and you know they were talking about how a great season he had last year. As I remember, wasn't he completely like lost for like twenty games after he got that twentieth goal? Like he had a, he slumped badly. There was a stretch, yeah, yeah. There, there was a long stretch. Actually, wasn't it when he hit nineteen, and we were waiting on his twentieth? He could have been, and then he—I remember—he didn't finish all that well. I'm gonna look that up. Look it up. Seven seasons. He's only 21. 
They always had, he's not 21. I just exaggerating. In his eighth season, he's only he's only 18, Sam. Yeah. You know, he's still only 24 years old. It's just <laughs> it's crazy. Well, come on. He's, well, that's is that his age or his face-off percentage? <laughs> 39.8. His career face-off percentage is 40.3. Please. Didn't he bulk up? Everybody was talking about his bod in some of those pictures. Frankie would have loved that. Well, I just, I just, the pictures of him now, you know, I think about when, when Jen and I met him before the pandemic, he still looked like, you know, he's still a teenager, I guess. Now he's a man. He's a man. You act like a man. Uh, hang on. Scoring log. That's the scoring log, game logs. Uh, here we go. Is this what I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, he went, he went about 15, 16, 17, 18, about 19 games without a goal. And he was stuck at that point at three, four, six, seven, eight. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yes. When he hit 19 goals, he had about a, he had about a uh, somewhere around 20 game streak where he didn't score. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> come on. You see what Robert Schmidt said? No, it's so what Sean said. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then I saw what Bob Schmidt said. Bobby Schmatz, Bob Schmidt, one of the all-time anyway. greats chiming in. You're not alone. Let's put it that way. You're not alone. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's there's my three, and Filipino is 3A. Okay. He's got to be better on face-offs. I, the, the Rangers are practically begging this guy to take over as the number two center. I mean – because it's just not – I just don't think that's the role for that Vinny Trocek is best suited for. I think he's best suited as the third-line center. And if and if Heedle could just, you know, start winning some damn face-offs and seize that second-line center, then there's nothing but cups in our future, baby. Oh, yeah. It's Captain Philip Heedle, come get the Stanley Cup. I will – I will. I don't think we'll ever hear that in our lifetimes. <laughs> you don't think we'll see Filda with the cup? Fildo. Filda. <laughs> I like the kid. Just don't go twenty games without scoring a goal. Come on, it's the right. NHL. Right. I mean, give me three or four. Uh, another guy they were talking about who I didn't even know was on the team. <laughs> Had no idea about this guy's story. Is this Mac Hollowell? Did you, they were saying, oh, he had a really good game against the Islanders. I didn't even notice him. <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Howell? I'm not going to lie to you. I never heard of him before last uh, night. They, they were, they were kind of, they were promoing him a little bit and uh, giving him the treatment. What did he get? Did he get two assists in that game or something? Maybe that's why. He was a plus two last night. Two hits, oh. two shots on goal. Oh. oh, okay. So that's a plus two. 
Wow, it was a fourth round pick of Toronto. That's who. That's who we're bringing in. Five nine one seventy, please. And he's redheaded. Not a chance. It smacks of uh, uh, Tim Bothwell. Tim Bothwell. <laughs> I just uh... so. That's really all I got. I mean, uh, I was trying to think if there was anything else that uh, that uh, that really. Can't, I mean, it's only two preseason games. I really can't get too more in depth. You saw what I saw. It seems like we all saw what we all saw. The Tim Bothwell. <laughs> there he is, Tim Bothwell. Wow, that's some hair, though, man. I'm- there he is, Timmy Bothwell. I think he was another number six in the long list of bad number sixes. What do you think about the numbers? What do you think about? Uh, oh, very good. He was a number six, Edward. Yes. You know your puck. I know my number sixes. 62 games as a Ranger, four goals, 10 assists. Did uh, what, what, uh, what number often was wearing, what, 78 last night? 78 or 71 78 you're right and there was a set there's like a lot of crazy numbers i can't stand that in football now what everybody the the linebacker is number one you know like oh it's it's, yeah it's 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 out of hand it's out of hand i like i know we're grumpy old men with this guy but why do you have to change that because it's all about branding and selling jerseys and branding and selling jerseys and selling merchandise. That's why you got a bunch of selfish pricks on the Jets running around. The, the, oh, if I don't get a certain amount of catches because Zach Wilson is atrocious, you know, I can't get an endorsement. You got to bring a new quarterback in there. Yeah, well, just going back to the Jets for one second. I heard on the radio today that Robert Sala was texting with Joe Beningo for an hour. After the game, let me tell you something. If you got time, talk, text with Joe Beningo, a super fan who's just that's like who won a contest to get himself in the media, right? That's he like, won a contest. That's like Peter Laviolette calling us and hey, what do you think we should do tonight? You know, right? right. Get the fuck out of here, coach the team, asshole. <laughs> How delusional are you? It's ridiculous. So it's all going very well over there. One jet way. Jet life. Stay life. So anyway. <laughs> bro, 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 you're right. You know, it's if I gotta hear him fucking say, what a disgrace. Bro, what a disgrace. Bro, bro, bro. <coughs> Absolute disgrace. No, again, Joe. You have to be in grace to get disgraced. <laughs> the Jets have never been in it, grace. Ever. All right. Now back to the Rangers. Uh, they were up. I will say Butch was. Uh, it was funny because Sam and Joe were kind of in their whole hype and the other team thing. Right. Butch was actually correcting them, saying, no, they're power- they weren't good defensively last year. Whereas they just, Sam and Joe, assumed that they're good defensively because they couldn't score. So it was, uh, 
It was good to see Butch do that. Now we got Danico. Uh, uh, when when's that game? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I guess that. Sean thought how, uh, Mr. Howell looked better than uh, Zach Jones. Well, Sean, you also I saw was it you? No, no, it was uh, Sean Stein who wasn't uh, too impressed with bleed, but. Uh, uh, I think we all disagree that Anton Bleed could be the future. <laughs> so, Devils tomorrow night, Islanders Friday night, then they're off until next Wednesday. And then they will play Wednesday against the Devils, Thursday against the Bruins. And then we got a week off, and then it's for real. Hopefully, maybe they'll find time to work on the power play. Yes. And all, <laughs> bleed blue. I like that. Uh, now we're doing this. We're doing this Hartford thing. We're doing this invasion. It's happening. I heard you had news. I saw today. I was at the beach, and one of those planes came over with the thing that says, "Jim talked to the guy from marketing." Okay, first of all, I wasn't at the beach. It was sixty-five degrees today, but still, I hear there's something happening with this Hartford trip. This invasion. I, the re I, reason for the season thing? I, What's I, going on? Yeah, December, BSU month. Yeah. First of all, December 2nd, mark your calendar, save the date, viewing party, McHale's. Strap Rangers, Canes. Rangers taking on the Cleveland Barons at 4 p.m. Yes. Okay, Actually, it's the Nashville Predators. Action. 4 or 4.30. I forget what time the game is. Uh, you know, the usual, the usual suspects will watch the game, drink specials, great food. We'll give, we'll have a big giveaway. We haven't even discussed that yet. We don't even have a graphic yet, but it is happening. It is happening. It is confirmed. That's December 2nd. That's a Saturday, Sunday, December 17th. The Hartford Wolfpack are playing the Toronto Marlies. Oh, big rivalry. Big rivalry. The Jacob Marley's eight days before Christmas. The Wolf Pack, the ghosts of Christmas past, will invade Hartford. I'm calling it our low class trip. Yes. The PSU low class trip. We go everywhere. All right. So you talk to the guy. We are looking to put together a group. Right, the Wolf Pack take, taking on the Marley's. After the game, there will be meet and greets with the players. You can get I, – I don't know if it's down on the ice or if it's in the concourse. You take I think it's picture. in the concourse. All right. You take your pictures. We're going to go as a group. Now, now well, do we get any – let me ask you. Do we get any bonuses for going as a group? Do we get, like, a special, like, eight hot dogs for a dollar? <laughs> eight hot dogs for a dollar? Wow. Yes. All we have to do is go to the game in 1943. <laughs> <laughs> time machine right well uh do we get to meet chris Crider's wife and dance in the, the parking lot all right go ahead and it is sonar's birthday yes That's we right. cannot forget that important part it is sonar's birthday That's now i'm going to show you a few show you a little presentations here a couple of couple of things they oh, said all right, all right. i love visuals first of all look at this Group outings. These are the now. These are what was this <laughs> taken from Alta Vista? I mean, well, this this web design is horrible. The, All right, go go ahead. Look, I had no say in the with I'm the not web. Blaming place. you, I'm blaming okay. them. Okay. 
these are th these are things that groups can do. You can do an atrium performance. You can entertain our fans as they enter the arena. What? You can play on the ice before the Wolfpack take the ice. Your friends and family can come cheer you on. You can watch warm-ups from the bench. You can hold the big flag during the national oh, anthem performance. Now, this, this is my favorite one. Color guard. Present the colors on ice to kick Post off the up. game. It's Ladies and gentlemen, presenting tonight's colors, Matt Morello and Costa. <laughs> Musical performance. What? <laughs> After they present the colors, here's Idiot Box with the national anthem. I will work on it in the next practice. On ice intermission, be the center of attention while performing on ice for friends and family. Fundraising. The game? The only basically <laughs> everything but you, you play the game. You pretty much suit up and play the fourth line, I think. Ah. Fundraising. Well, that we're not interested in. The only fundraising Eddie and I do is for Eddie and I. Yeah. Right. So, loving color guard. I want I want Costa and Matt Morello with the white gloves and <laughs> so we can watch warm up from the bench. I guess that's one of the things they offer as part of the as can part you of do the, it like all these things, or you only can do one. Like I like think you can choose one. Now I'm not sure. I don't. I, I'm assuming that there is a, a an extra fee involved with those things, but those are just things they offer groups if they uh, want it. You know, it's available to groups. So then we have. Uh, let's see what else we have here. All right, so <laughs> you're gonna love this. This these, these are the, one. These are the sweet packages. These, right? Oh wait, do I? I think I. Well, I want to be in the sweets. I want to be out in the. With well, the, hold on, hold on. Now there are there are sweets available, and they have oh. different size sweets. I'm thinking if we want to do this, maybe we do it up. We do it right. With the pasta salad and sliders, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, these pack these sweet packages. As far as the food goes, they do leave a little bit to be desired. This isn't this isn't exactly the Four Seasons. It's more along the lines of Pizza Hut, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <clears throat> like but you got your cheeseburger sliders. You got your mac and cheese. You got your hot dogs. Now. The, these, if we if we were to have a suite, depending on how many people, they have suites for 10 people. They have suites 15, 20. And then, Eddie, hold on to your hats. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, 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 Joe. Here it comes. This is the dream, my friend, right here. Hang on. where? Let me find it. Where is it? No, nope, not that one. Is that it? Yeah, here we go. I think this is it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the, the director's suite, Eddie. Oh. The largest, most exclusive suite at the XL Center. The director's suite can accommodate 26 to 50 people. Ultra luxurious, my friend. Really? The perfect location to host clients, friends, and family for a Hartford Wolfpack game. There is a full-service bar if you want to pay for it. Dedicated arena seats, private restrooms, oh, flat screen TVs. The like these are the big boy comforts you like. 
Yeah, I like the private. I got to adjust my trusses for my <laughs> A large private dining room, catering options available. Now, I was told. <laughs> I was told that one of the one of the the catering options for the director's suite, this highfalutin, high class, what top of the line, pulled pork sandwiches and macaroni and cheese. They really love their mac and cheese over there. <laughs> It's like flying first class on Spirit Airlines. That's basically what it is. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Wow. So you and I will have to talk offline about what we want to do. I, I would say off the just po- throwing it out in the Facebook group the other day, we probably have approximately at this point 15 people interested. But that was just facebook you know what's the minimum might be it what what's the minimum for a group rate uh i want to get our names on that scoreboard that's all that i care about and we all sit together that is confirmed that if we go as a group they will put up on the scoreboard welcome the hartford wolfpack welcome the blue shirt underground or something like that. I, will f- I feel like we've made it once that. I told out. Patrick from the Hartford Wolfpack, the guest services, Hi, the, whatever, whatever his title is. I said, Patrick, that's going to make the whole night. I said, I don't care if the Wolfpack lose nine, nothing. <laughs> I'll get your name. No problem up there. <laughs> oh, 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 shiver to me. Oh, I'll put your name up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want a I picture of me and Eddie. Both with a cheeseburger slider in our hand, in a suite with the scoreboard behind us that says "Welcome Blue Shirt Underground Show," <laughs> with a big thing of mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm a Matsunobi. I would love to wave at Costa riding the Zamboni. <laughs> Coast with that hat on with the light. <laughs> Well, that sounds uh, pretty reasonable. What what did the the other now, packages okay, so go for? The the group rates start at anything over ten people, okay. but I think you need a minimum of fifteen, or I think it, I think it's fifteen for the suites. And of course, the suites cost a little more money. You and I'll talk about it. We'll have to talk about it offline. Figure out what we want to do and what we want to present to to the fans. Yes, wow. that would be fantastic, Adam. It's true, man. It's, <laughs> I gotta say, nothing but high class up there in Harvard. This is, this is, I mean, this is so great. Pulled pork sandwiches. Pulled pork, Eddie. Come on. What kind of direction? Hartford is well known as the capital of pulled pork <laughs> and mac and cheese. Is it called the Ken Janander suite? We get <laughs> wow. This is amazing, man. I I'm getting psyched for this. I would like a one-on-one with Sonar. <sighs> Wish him happy birthday. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll we'll uh, we'll have to talk about it before our next show, and and we'll come up with a with a plan. Sounds good. Now I got something, right. lo- something else to look forward to. Yes. Uh, let's see. Today is today is today is 27th. Wednesday. 
and they have games tomorrow and Friday, and then they are back. They are off until next Wednesday. How does Tuesday work for you for our next show? Tuesday, I am booked. You are booked. Uh, Monday, the Giants are playing. How about the 28th? Uh, not the 28th. I'm sorry. That's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, the 5th? <laughs> uh, that's what? Next, uh, hold on. Next Thursday? That's next Thursday. Well, they're playing Thursday night. Okay. They play Wednesday and Thursday next week. Yeah, I'm locked in up. Wednesday and Thursday. What about Sunday evening? Uh, the first? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. You want to do Sunday night? All right. Because the Giants aren't playing, right? Giants play Monday night. When do the Jets play? Jets during the day on Sunday? Who cares? Well, there are some people that care, so I don't want to be insensitive uh, to them. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the Jets play Sunday night, 820 against the Chiefs. Yeah, but we come on like the Chiefs. Come on. <laughs> the game is over before it started. Is that that game's in in uh it's at Shea Stadium? Oh wow. Well, I'm hoping that Liz Pendergraft is happy. She will be. <laughs> you want to do, do a little earlier Sunday so that we can be we can be done in case people do want to watch the Jets. We can yeah, do 6 30. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do Sunday night, 630. We'll come back. We'll talk about the next two games, and then we'll have two left, and then we'll do our season preview the following week. Yeah, and that's great. I'll call you in the next couple of days, and we'll talk about this Hartford thing. Hatford. Hatford. Pulled pork and mac and cheese. Is, uh, I love it. Imagine. Okay. What if? What if? What if we can? What if we get them to put our logo on the scoreboard? They, you think they? You think they have that that technology up there in Hartford? <laughs> can, can we upload a JPEG? Uh, they, they do have video up there. It could be. Talk talk to Patrick. We will put the logo. It's not offensive, is it? <laughs> that would be something. Wow. All right. Well, I I think we covered all the ground we need to cover. I enjoyed I the so. comedy. I, I think we've done good work tonight. Uh, yes, they actually have a scoreboard in Hartford. Yeah, I once got on it because um, <coughs> got the guy's name. A check was a devastating check came my way, and uh, and I had my soda resting on the dasher. And, oh, yeah, I remember you telling us. Yeah, yeah. It was the hit of the week or something, yeah, right? Yeah, hit of the week, and I was actually on it. Hey, it's Patrick. The suit has a coat rack. Hi, <laughs> ah, the Blarney. I, I don't think this guy's Irish. Huh. His last name was definitely not Irish. Okay. It's like Aaron Gola or something like that. Very nice guy, though. Oh, uh, we'll see how nice he is. I want card. Blanche for us BSUers. <laughs> and he eats his pulled pork with a knife and fork. That's right. I want uh, the chili. I want the Corel. The Corel dinnerware. I want some Hormel chili as well. <laughs> Dinty Moore stew. Dinty Moore stew. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Once again, I, I had a terrific time. As did I. 
Always good. So we're going to see you Sunday at 5.30? Uh, 6.30. 6.30. After dinner. After dinner. Right. So we will see you guys Sunday. Enjoy the games the next two days. Devils and Islanders, thank you all so much for being here. We love you guys. And, uh, you know, let me let us know if you guys are interested in that Hartford trip. I know, I know some of you have already reached out, so we'll have more information in the days to come. Eddie, always a pleasure. Take care, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. You as well, man. It was uh, always fun, as it's been for many, many years. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go, Rangers. Good night, everybody. Good night.